Yeah, you got to be careful, too, when you walk that edge of a horror movie. Like, you can't tell me in the movie, hey, if you're just not scared of the clown, it'll 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 go away because it needs you to be scared. If, like, you tell me that, i just be like, okay, I'm not scared anymore. Screw this dude. He's gone. Right, exactly. I, I beat the bad guy. It's, it's, yeah. it's too easy for me to win that. That's why that movie, it never really scared me because it was just an easy fix to the, to the whole problem. Uh, speaking yeah. of trick-or-treat, though, Lucy, um, you know, the NFL has pulled a nice little trick, and they have uh, decided to treat us with Deshaun Watson coming back this season. I'm, I'm really bummed about this. I think we talked about it. We didn't have the final ruling before our show ended uh, last right. week. I want to get to this to start the show off because Cleveland's been sitting in this in-between of will they have their quarterback or will they not have their quarterback. We knew he'd be suspended. It was just a matter of how many games. Well, the NFL came out. And they made the ruling. He'll be fined $5 million, and he'll be suspended for 11 games. The Cleveland win totals dropped from 9.5 to 8.5. And and the game he's going to return, Lucy, is the Houston Texans. Assuming, of course, that he goes through with all his counseling and the proper guidance and all the channels that he has to go through for the rehab, quote-unquote, to show that he's a normal person again, even though you can't be normal if you're doing all that stuff. But uh, the NFL and the TV networks win again because they get to punish Deshaun Watson and say, see, we punished him. And then they get to get you hyped for a Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans game as Deshaun Watson makes his return. Uh, To my knowledge, no suspensions in NFL history of 11 games. Really makes you wonder which network was pulling the strings. I believe that's a CBS game. Um, And I just I, I. I can't fall for it anymore. I just I know how big of a production and big it is entertainment wise. I there's a lot of red flags to me of this suspension coming down. And it just so happens to line up when Watson comes back to Houston, a game that largely wouldn't matter because Houston's going to be awful. And now it's a big TV production. So Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games. Uh, Lucy, you are a woman. How do you feel about this whole process? It's kind of done now, but we have all the things down now with where this is going to go. Yeah, so the whole thing has been disgusting, really, because the NFL is essentially saying this behavior is okay, because if if it was up to everyone involved, he wouldn't be punished, of course. Like, if there were no optics involved, if there was nothing, they wouldn't, because he's good, because they want him to play. The Browns clearly want him to play. I don't think he has learned a single thing from any of this, but... I do think he will complete that treatment because what he said in his press conference, which I would say is the worst press conference I have ever heard in my life. That was a disaster. Stop letting him talk. He digs himself into a hole every time he speaks. And one thing he has to stop saying is show people who I really am. Because that is not doing anybody any favors. The double entendres and the that's what she says that you can get out of that are just unreal, Mm. sir. So stop saying that, number one. And number two, he said that he is trying to do anything he can to be on the football field. He has no remorse. Not only does he not have remorse for what he did, he says he's innocent. He says he did nothing wrong. And one of the conditions under which the suspension was was brought upon him was that he should show um, remorse for what he did, essentially, in so many words. And he he said, okay, so I would take responsibility. So, okay, sure. So he he said, okay, so you have to do that. But one of the first things he says is, I, I'm innocent. I maintain my innocence. I did nothing wrong. So then why do you need to change? Why are the Browns saying, okay, so you need to go to treatment and change and, and learn and grow? And he's only 26 years old. He hasn't had, he has just started counseling. 
Um, first of all, if he was innocent, then why does he even need any of this? And then two, 26 years old is not that young. We're, we're getting to a point where we're using 26 years old as an excuse for this behavior and, and to try to be like, oh, he's only 26. He's when I was 26 years old, I knew this behavior was wrong. That's, this is not an excuse at all. So he's just doing anything he can to get back to the football field. So yes, he will complete this treatment. And this suspension has everything to do with the schedule. They are writing the script for all of this, the NFL. And they're saying, okay, so also Colin Cowherd made a good point about this too. Brady and the Bucks will face them in the week before he comes back. So they don't want him involved in, in on the field with Brady at all, the biggest brand in the NFL. I don't know how much of that played into this, but I think the game against the Texans 1000% played into how long the suspension will be. And I think that's kind of crazy too, that the NFL is looking at that as a reason for his suspension length and not the, the fact that what he did is what he did. That is insanity. So all of this combined, and just him saying that he, he's sorry that he triggered people, which trivializes what he has done to these women 1000% to use the word triggered yeah. and just be like, oh, well, people, people are triggered by it. No, these women are traumatized. And also the big thing I took out of this is he said, I want to just move on with my life. Why should he get to move on with his life and play football just as he wants to and, and as smoothly as possible and get paid everything he's getting paid. And these women probably will never be able to move on with their lives the way that they want to and should. And no matter what counseling they get, will they be able to move on? They just want to move on with their lives too, but they can't because the closure probably isn't there because he's not admitting to what he did. They can't forgive unless he admits to what he did. And I, I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. So the whole thing's a mess. Honestly, the whole thing is an entire debacle. It is a, a mess. And when he comes back, I'll be interested to see how he is received and what goes on between now and then, because that's a long time from now, but it's, it's still too short of a suspension, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought minimum he'd miss a year and it's an, it's a really unfortunate yeah. that ultimately it's, it's 11 games. I'll say this about them. Um, Cause I don't want to gloss over the fact of, of what the situation is. Like it's pretty well documented how you and how I feel about that. I don't need to go over that over and over again. It's, it's gross, and I actually think you're right on the uh, the messaging part. I mean, the the owner Jimmy Haslam comes out and sends this long, lengthy statement. Oh, you know, he he is remorseful. Well, the day before that statement was sent out, he basically said he didn't think he basically did anything wrong. And so, right. if the owner's not doing anything, and then the player doesn't do anything, and then the suspension's on the heels of coming out, and the player goes, "Oh, you know, I'm actually sorry," and then he's suspended and goes, "I'm actually not really sorry." It's just such bad optics for the league. It's such bad optics for Cleveland. I I hate to say this to some Browns fan that it's not their fault, but like I'm I'm passionately rooting against them every single week. It, it, interesting note here. So they're they have third best odds to win the division. Mm -hmm. Lucy, let me ask you very quickly, and we can move on from this. Do you even think oh, they're the third yeah. best team in that division? Because here's the other part of this: Brissett might not do as well as Cleveland hopes. But I think what we're overlooking is Deshaun's been out of the league for over a year. Like, it's not like he's going to come back in week 11. And maybe he beats Houston, sure, because they're substantially more talented. But it's not like he's going to come back and be a, an undefeated quarterback. He's going to have rust. There is going to be chemistry he has to build and timing he's got to build. And there's going to be some of that involved. I think we kind of gloss over that when we talk about this stuff. And so 
I don't know where they'll be win-loss-wise, but I would just assume you come back week 11, you're not going undefeated the rest of the way. So will they even be in a position to make the playoffs? I ask you, third best odds in the division, are they going to even be third in the division, or would you pick Pittsburgh to finish above them? Or Cincinnati oh. or Baltimore, right? We're assuming that all those teams are going to be better. I, I kind of look at them as maybe last in that division. Oh, definitely. I would too. And I'm rooting for them to be last in the division. That is for sure. So I, yes. And I would take the under on their win total, even though it has gone down. I, I think there would absolutely be a rust factor because he hasn't, again, he hasn't played in a while. So it's not like he's this great court. He's a you know, great quarterback. He can't just like hop back onto the field and be great again. You never know. Maybe he can't. So we're assuming yep. that, yeah, he'd be great again. Like you said, so there's also the rumor that the Browns might be looking at Garoppolo as their quarterback. Even if they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, I would still root against the Browns. I do like Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, but I wouldn't, I would still root for the Browns to go 0 and 17 because a lot of people say, I've heard this a lot this past week as a woman, how can, can women still root for the NFL and watch the NFL? And I don't think Yes, the NFL has so many issues, but I'm not going to stop watching the NFL. And I think if you are to be upset with anybody, the Browns, like I, I have no problem rooting against the Browns as a team, but the NFL itself, it's not everybody in the NFL. It's not, I look at the Patriots and I look at Bel. it's not Belichick. Like it's not the Patriots organization. It's not. So there are teams that you can root for in the NFL. If you, if you are a woman, you should not feel like you have to hate on the NFL completely and do whatever you want, but it's not like you should feel shamed into not watching the NFL in its entirety. I don't think um, after this, because it's the Browns. Like I would absolutely just be like, if the Browns dissolved as a team, no problem there. But the NFL itself, I am absolutely, obviously still going to watch, but I, I don't think it's, it's all to blame on every team in the NFL. But I think the Browns, I would absolutely want them to finish last. And I don't think they're going to be as good as they are expected to be or hyped up to be. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I think your point to kind of hammer it home there. I mean, it's, it's kind of a ridiculous question. Like, how can, how can women still watch? Like, okay, it's a bad moment. The league has not shined in these moments. I, I, I can't argue that. Point. Not at all. This is but, true. But, because, but, yeah. but one player doesn't make the sport. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. Deshaun Watson is obviously a creep. There are creeps that are in this league. But why should women have to stop watching? I mean, they, women who watch the football is like you. I mean, you, you watch it because you love it. It's entertainment. It's great. It's the competitive nature, it's the way, it's a big chessboard. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, this is kind of ridiculous to me. You can have both things. You can say, this dude's gross. The NFL doesn't handle this thing well. I love the Patriots, or I love my football team, or I love to root for this, or I love to wake up on Sundays and have NFL red zone or whatever on my TV. Like, eat, eat Halloween I, I, candy and watch the NFL yeah, and have my right. Halloween decorations around me and all right. of that. But I've just heard that right. so much this week. And if, if you're a woman, then you, you know, I don't know how you watch NFL. Well, there are ways <laughs> there. If you think about it in terms yeah. of, of of outside of the Browns, there's absolutely ways you can, if you so choose, of course, do whatever you right. want, but you shouldn't feel like you can't, I don't think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We got a lot to get into today, Lucy. Uh, there we go Deshaun Watson stuff coming up uh, in the next segment. We're going to get to Tom Brady. This is a very weird oh, thing yes. going on. Uh, with old Tom and Dana White behind uh, an infamous deal 
that ended up not happening and maybe a oh, quote wait. that that leads to what quarterback it was in the past. We'll dive into a little college football because it's back this week and Major League Baseball. How we're feeling about the AL odds to get to the World Series. Loaded show a lot to get to. Lucy Burge, Brandon Sprague, back with more. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. It's Michael Jenkins from the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I, I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do, and that's why I, that, that's why I started to seek help, and, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've, I've been working with a therapist. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. Ken and I have both been betting for a long ass time. I've been betting yes. since 2000, like on a, a near daily basis since 2004. Watching sports addictively for a very long time. Three players on like the 1998 St. John's Red Storm. <laughs> it was 98 or 99. I remember because I was in high school. Whatever the play was at the school, like I worked in the, yes. like whatever, like Red 19. Yeah, rent. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like the Marianist brothers would have loved to put rent on. I I'm sure they were all about it. Conservative school. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred sinners. I think I like pressed buttons and the lights turned on or something. I don't even know. I think that was the okay. night that Gonzaga beat St. John's. How do you like? How is this like? How like we remember things as human beings? You better you bet. Three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Do you have anything in baseball tonight? <clears throat> I, I was leaning the Yankees, but listen, I'm in the wave right now. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta pick your spot. I'm not about to get bullied into taking bets anymore. Oh, Trista. There, this is a... a Yep, non-bullying can, show. Who's no, bullying you? No, just, 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 not, just like gambling Twitter. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. You just want to be on something. You just want the juice of it. It's like, I've never done hard drugs, but I imagine that's how hard drugs are. Are you sure? I've never done hard drugs. No, I'm just... I, oh. <laughs> I believe you on that side. Let's talk about the comparison. <laughs> Senator, I did not take steroids. Well, yes, you did. Why is your skin turning colors? BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in, guys. Brandon Sprague here, Lucy Burge on the East Coast over there, my co-host, as usual, for Back to the Futures. Uh, Get ready, guys. Back to the Futures is uh, back yet again for another football season. Obviously, preseason's been going on. As we get closer and closer, yet another Sunday, we had some NFL. We have NFL going on right now, actually, Baltimore and Arizona. Uh, for you real degenerates out there, I'm sure a lot of you bet on Baltimore. They haven't lost a preseason game since 2015 uh, when Zach was three years old, our super producer. So good for them. We'll see if they can uh, finish strong in the preseason, go undefeated. And Cincinnati is up 9-7. to seven. I did see a blurb from there. Uh, awful news for fans out here on the West Coast in the state of Oregon. Kayvon Thibodeau uh, evidently left the game. It looked like a knee injury. Turns out it's a foot injury. He didn't get carted off, but he had to wave the cart away, and then he was put in the medical tent. He has been ruled out, and so we'll wait to see what uh, the number five pick in the draft, Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher for the Giants, is dealing with. But we got NFL preseason, and uh, we'll dive into some Brady stuff here. But, Lucy, I I just wanted to very quickly – doesn't it kind of feel good? Like, NFL football is on our TVs right now as we're doing this show. But it feels good to know, Lucy, we are just a couple weeks away, just a few yes. weeks away from Red Zone, from Fox, from CBS, from NBC, Bills, Rams, first game of the year, dive into week one, just a couple weeks away uh, from having all the action back on our lives. I am so excited, Sprague. I Whenever football is on, as it has been in the preseason, it makes you feel like it's 50 degrees outside and breezy and fall. But then you look out the window and it's 80 degrees, which it's such a, it's a mind-blowing thing because you, you start getting into the mode of let's buy sweatshirts and sweaters and cuddle up on the couch and watch football, but it's 80 degrees outside here in Boston. So I am confused. I'm, I'm very weather confused because of the preseason, which is fine. I'll take it. I will take weather confusion because of this, because there's always a point in the summer, usually at this point in August, when football comes back, when you start really wanting fall. And that's where I am right now. I love summer, but as soon as football starts like this, you start feeling the crisp air and the the breeze and the whole, the whole shebang of it. And there is now on TikTok for the Gen Zers out there, a popular um, sound that is used for videos. That is the, the, entrance to the Fox uh, football broadcast, the NFL broadcast. And it's like, welcome in to football Sunday, all that stuff. And it's the feeling it's to put it to a video of the feeling of football being back. So that also gets you in the spirit because I have seen 20 of these as I'm scrolling TikTok in a row. And so then you start like getting ready for all the announcers and the, the sound of the whistle. Once you hear the sound of the whistle, essentially, it's like you could put it into a candle. You could put football season into a nice candle and it would be it would sound, smell like the whistle and the, the, the crisp air and autumn air. And I think that that should be done. Actually, football season in a candle would be all of those things. It would be great. And we would need you to review it. <laughs> I, I will agree with you, though. It's it's a little odd for me. I know you've talked about the heat over there in, in Boston. I can tell you right now here in Portland, it's damn near 100 degrees. So it still yeah. feels a little odd. To talk about football, because I'm with you, I think of chili in a slow cooker. I think of wearing a sweatshirt on my couch. Uh, I think of chicken wings. I think of sitting Mm. in the back deck with some leaves kind of blowing around, and it's a little brisk outside. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting closer and closer. And one thing that gets us closer is is the stories that continue to come out as we count the minutes and the seconds 
for kickoff. And oh, there's no shortage of, of, of what happened last night. So UFC, I forget what they're on now. UFC 198, whatever it was last night. Usman Edwards is the big match that ends it. Uh, Luke Rockhold is a very interesting fighter. I would highly suggest looking him up. He ends up getting caught licking the blood off his opponent's neck as everybody's blood yeah. and bleeding well, on the floor. Look that up as I just did, and you will see some oh. things. This I See, I don't watch much UFC, but from what I've seen in the past 10 minutes, it is a lot of things that I am very shocked by. This is something it, else. Yeah. This, this is blood it, everywhere. Yes. It looks like vampire <laughs> porn. Um, yeah, you know, if that's literally what you're that's into, what it is, it That's what it is. People's legs wrapped around each other. If that, if you're, if that, that is something that that is included in this program that I have just seen, and everybody's blood is on everybody's, is licking everybody's blood, and that, it, I mean, I honestly might start watching after seeing these clips on Twitter. Well, it's it a big upset. It was a big upset. Usman goes down. He had never even been knocked out, knocked down to the mat in his career. He gets knocked out. He loses to Edwards. Everybody loses their money. But one thing that took away, football season crept into this. So Gronk is a part of this huge uh, broadcast that they're doing for ESPN. And Dana White is being interviewed. And they start getting into sharing some details. And Dana White shares this story. Take a listen. It's still there. You, you would have been. You would have been. So I would have been. I, I'm the one... I, I, I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And Whoa. all Whoa. hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And, and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. And I, I, I was never going to tell that story till Gronk just said it. But, uh, and, yeah. And Dana? Let me well, tell you what, exactly Brady was what not happened, happy. And you just told the story. <laughs> Breaking news. Wow. You <laughs> John Gruden screwed yeah. up. <laughs> going to the right. Well, worked that one the best. <laughs> and I'm glad it did not go through. Really? Yes, I am glad it did not so go through. So you said if you was the Raiders, that wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. Yes, no. I mean, I, it, it all worked out for the best, man. I'm okay. glad we went to Tampa, man. It just worked out. I love that place. So we'll oh, get to Lucy. That cow. audio. I know that audio, audio courtesy of ESPN. Um, so a lot of people now, they heard that story. Dana White, why is he negotiating a deal? He's not even a, an employee of the Raiders, but th- that's neither here nor there. So Brady had a story come out when he, when he was leaving New England about who wanted him and where he was going. And there was a blurb in that story. Nobody could quite put their finger on it. But after that Dana White story, we did. So the quote from Brady at the time was, one of the teams they were interested in and then – All of a sudden, they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that M effort. Are you serious? And now people are concluding because of that deal, that M effort Tom Brady's talking about is you choose him over me, Derek Carr of the Raiders, because that's obviously what happened here. Brady and Gronk obviously went to the right place. They won the Super Bowl that next season uh, with the Bucs. But boy, what a bombshell for Dana White to drop during a broadcast yesterday.
major bombshell. That was one where he starts talking and he said, I put together that deal. And then as he's you're like, what deal? You just out of like out of nowhere, like that deal. Okay, we need to hear more about this deal. So you you have to for a second be like, wait a minute, did he just say that? Did he actually just say that? Because I remember when Brady said this on the shop, I believe it was, he said that that MFR and the frenzy over trying to figure out which quarterback it was was outrageous because people were saying, was it Garoppolo in the 49ers? Because Brady wants to play for the 49ers, of course, because of Joe Montana. So could he have been talking to the 49ers and Garoppolo would be interesting to be the one that he's talking about. So was he saying it in a playful way, but for it to be Derek Carr and there's a lot to unpack in that, that audio, but Derek Carr once said, I don't think I'm the one who Brady was talking about of that. And he absolutely was after hearing that he absolutely was the guy. And the fact that Brady was looking at houses, that's how far this went. And I mean, Brady was probably looking at houses in a, and we now know probably Miami too, probably everywhere. We, you don't know what Brady's doing now. You, you never know what Brady's doing now, but he, this, this is wild for many reasons. The fact that Dana White's actually telling the story that Gronk got this out of Dana White, but also at the end of that quote, I noticed Gronk said, I love it there in Tampa, not loved it in past tense. He said, I love it there. Mm. Leads me to believe maybe he'll come back to the Buccaneers. That was just a side note that I picked up in that quote. He said, but it could mean he just loves Tampa Bay in general, but he said, love He could have said, I loved it there. I loved my time there, but no, he said, I love it there. But that's a very side note to all of this that happened. It's, it is, it, it really solves the mystery of which MF or Brady was talking about. That is, this is my, yeah. kind of mind blowing audio. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it clears it up for sure. That's, I mean, that's easy for me to see. I think you, you're highlighting it as well. Let me, let me ask you this. So you have not been shy. You've got a preseason Bucks Super Bowl ticket. They are second right now, yeah. plus 750. You have any buyer's remorse at all are you going to look to lay any more futures um like i can tell you for example i have a bills futures ticket to win the super bowl they're the the number one team to win it according to vegas and i watched josh allen do like a double pivot just missile and i go yep I, i i like my pick brady's not at camp nobody knows where he's at nobody's quite sure when he's gonna return i heard he's gonna return soon but we don't know he's been completely mia from social media you are a bucks futures better i ask you do you regret it and are what's going on with tom brady do you have the intel yeah sprague i have buyer's remorse like you read about i am now so frazzled about my bucks bet i don't think that they are going to win the super bowl because i don't think brady's head is in this i am now on the lions because have you seen any of hard knocks to win the super bowl to win the well yes i i would i would you know what you know what i'm gonna jared goff because yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my signature one dollar on the Lions to win the Super Bowl because I am very much enjoying Hard Knocks and I think that that is Dan Campbell was I know that it's the Hard Knocks effect and people are in on the Lions they're very, the over on the Lions is a very popular bet on their win total because of this but I am convinced that this team has a lot of confidence. And I think being on hard knocks might help them too, because they can watch back what they've done. And, and Aiden Hutchinson can get up there and sing Michael Jackson. No problem. Dan Campbell is crying because he loves his team so much. 
I would look at the Lions. I think the Buccaneers are <laughs> – I would say the Buccaneers are in shambles right now. Their leader is gone. The, they're in, I will yeah. say right now the Buccaneers are completely in shambles. Where is – honestly, where in the world is Tom Brady? Like where is Carbon San Diego? Where is Tom Brady? This is the – I would say the most bizarre part of the preseason. I don't know if I, I mean, Deshaun Watson's bizarre in many ways, but this is, I mean, almost honestly more bizarre because they did not expect this to happen. Brady to just dip and be and just MIA. Where is, where is the quarterback that unretired and said he's back to football? If you're back, you're back. So why are you missing the beginning of the preseason like this? So there's that, but also he, he loves football so much. Why doesn't he want to play? It, the reasons that could be for this have been put on the cover of tabloid magazines around the country that mm. he and Giselle are having issues, that they're getting divorced, that this and that. I mean, part of me is like, could they be? I, I don't know what is so extreme that is making Brady miss time like this. It has to be something extreme. And I wasn't really veering in that direction until Devin White said recently that he was asked about this, about Brady missing time. And he said, Brady has personal problems like anybody, but you don't say personal problems unless something's going on. He could have said, has, has a personal life like anybody else has a, per I mean, maybe he, it was his choice of words, but it was it, the way he said it kind of under the underscored what the rumors have been. Because for him to be absolutely gone off social media, off the radar of the paparazzi, not in, who knows if he's in Costa Rica, who knows if this was a vacation that the family had planned in the two weeks he retired. Is that enough time to plan a vacation? I don't know. But you could move the vacation. I mean, that's something that he could easily do. And the joke has been like, oh, those timeshares are really hard to move the dates on those. But yeah, the, the Brady family could, could move that if he's so dedicated to football again. So it is confusing and bizarre, and your head goes to very extreme places about what's going on with Tom Brady. We know it's not a family member who's sick because they did, the Bucks did say that, but they haven't said anything else. They've said nothing else about where Brady is, which is concerning. And I wake up every day, Sprague, I wake up every day and I say, what's going on with Tom Brady? I'm worried about Tom Brady. My worry grows by the day. <laughs> and when Todd Bowles said he would be back, I was relieved, but still concerned. Because this is a lot of time he has now missed. We haven't heard from him. I need to see Brady pop up in any way on social media for a Brady brand, whatever, for, for a TB12, whatever. I just need to see his face and be relieved at that. But I would, at this point, if you have not taken the Bucks to win the Super Bowl yet, I wouldn't do it. I am, I am not convinced his head is in it. And it's not the Tom Brady we've seen before. He is now the, the Tom Brady who wants to be a player owner with the Dolphins. That We know his head is not in the team that he is playing for and wasn't with the Patriots at the end either. So I would not take the Bucks to win the Super Bowl now. You are absolutely <laughs> insane. We are going to have Lucy says Lions are going to win it all for the rest of the season, and that is going to haunt you by like week six, and you'll go – I yeah. don't know why I I don't know why I said that publicly, but you did. Well, you know what? That I... will be my Halloween haunting. That will be my that's my Halloween oh. official Halloween pick. Lions, Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl. 
I think you need to be Dan Campbell for Halloween. <laughs> I think that's the only way to make up for what you just said. You just told our betters to take the Lions. I cannot believe you bite just did that. Bite their kneecaps. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bite the kneecaps. Last time they made the conference championship game, the one and only time, 1991. So it's been a little Hell, while. Uh, the we got year a couple I was more born. NFL. There you go. A couple more NFL notes. We'll dive into some baseball futures coming up next. Back to the futures of NBA Network. Hey, it's Chelsea Messenger from the Daily Tip, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by Bed of Jim. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. We need a pick. You have Bradley Beal. Yeah, you guys have Damian Lillard. We sold out with Brad, without Damian Lillard on the floor. He was like We've never had in the, a hospital. We never had the help that you all had in D.C. We just never had no, the support. we just have guys. a better fan base. Okay, well, it's Portland. Can I just tell you? Yes, hey, exactly. nobody's vacationing to Portland. I'll tell you one thing. What did, what did, what did Joel, uh, Joe Keem Noah say? Nobody. What's so good about Cleveland? Cleveland? I don't hear anybody wants to go to vacation to Cleveland. People Same stay, thing for Portland. People stay in Portland once they oh, go to Portland. can't wait to go to Portland this summer. CJ it's going to be McCollum lit. still has his house in Portland. CJ McCollum's weird. Terry Porter had a house in Portland. Also a weird man. Damon Stoudemire kept his house in Portland. Three strikes are out. Rasheed Wallace had his house in Portland. This is just she belittling Wallace. at this point. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. I will be curious. I don't think the win total is going up because of hard knocks necessarily. I feel like this is going to make people just like the Lions. Not me, like, not even betting on them a lot, but just like wanting to see them succeed, not wanting to ever bet unders on them, like hoping they do well. And there's going to be like a general optimism and positivity around this team. And then I'm going to have to be like the Grinch. That's like, I don't think they're going to be very good. Oh, <laughs> give me a three. I, I hope that the optimism around the Lions provides us with an Eagles minus three in week one. That's what I right. so can, can, you, can you imagine? And, and by the way, that number is coming down for people who have not followed the week one market. It'll just be interesting to see like how much that the vibe around the show kind of filters into betting markets, but just converse, really more conversations about betting. Like it's not like the number's going to move because Dan Campbell gave an inspirational speech. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 
Welcome back to Bet Nation with Sean Marash and Kevin Kenny, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back to Not That Show, uh, but Back Sean to the Future is here. here. <laughs> yeah. We're back show. again. We're going to do another edition. Uh, welcome back, BetQL Network here, <laughs> at Lucille Burge on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, wrong intro there. Um, find me at Instagram, at Sean follow. Marash. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's going to be very me. odd when people see you on camera and then decide to go to Instagram and type that in. Um, let's let's get to a lot, Lucy. Let's let's get to a lot. We are. Let's do it. I think a lot of us are still recovering from your Lions pick. I love the confidence you showed in that plus ten thousand to win the Super Bowl oh, pick. Yeah. Uh, but we get a couple notes here. Uh, interesting one. So college football season returns. It's week zero. I know not college football is number one sport for everybody, but. Biggest game is Nebraska Northwestern. I believe they're playing in Ireland. In uh, Ireland. It's probably your biggest game. I know. It's your biggest game of the weekend. Uh, any real surprises you think coming to college football, or is this going to be same old, same old Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and who cares about the fourth team? They'll get their ass kicked in the playoff. Is that basically what it will be this year? See, I think it will be, but I'm hoping it won't be because I, I know I know it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. You look at that and you're like, yeah, okay, that's it's going to be one of them probably. But I was looking at Kentucky because Will Levis, the, the quarterback mm. of Kentucky, who we now all know drinks mayonnaise in his coffee, he and I, fun fact, went to the same middle school, very small uh, country day school in Connecticut, went to the same school. So... I am looking at Kentucky as well. So put Kentucky down to win that. Not maybe not the national championship, but some positive bets in the direction of Kentucky, maybe this season, because he had, he got a little bit more notoriety. And I think there is an element when it comes to a quarterback, when you have more notoriety, when, when Barstool and CBS sports are tweeting videos of you. And now you go viral on Twitter for a day, like he did, there's a little more confidence. And I think then you start thinking, Oh, I'm one of the guys, like I'm one of the top guys. Why not me? I don't know if this is far-fetched, but I would I would put something on Kentucky this season because of that. Because I feel like there should be more less of more of the same. Because it, it is more of the same, I think it will be. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, of course. But Kentucky, something to think about, I think. Okay. Maybe hit the win, win total over bet yeah. uh, for Kentucky this year. That could be in play. Like, Stoops had a good year last year. I think they won 10 games. Uh, they're kind of a surprise team out of the SEC. I'm not saying they can win the division. I believe they're in the same division as Georgia. Georgia did have yeah. a ton of guys go to the NFL, and they lost their freshman stud running back to a season-ending injury in practice. Uh, I believe it was either this morning or yesterday. So yeah, maybe Kentucky's odds to win the division, pretty good, pretty juicy, but maybe look at the win total bet uh, for Kentucky. I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I know the Pac-12, my area of the country is – Larger irrelevant to everybody that cares about college football, but should be fun nonetheless. Uh, other NFL notes to get to here, Lucy, before we dive into some Major League Baseball stuff, because I got one team that I'm kind of hot on, and their odds to win the AL that I want to talk about here. Um, NFL note, any quarterback storylines going into the season that maybe make you second-guess a team and their perspective odds to be better or worse than people think they'll be. I'll give you one, for example. Our producer, Zach, says he thinks if Kenny Pickett gets the start for the Steelers, they could be a sneaky good playoff team because he thinks the AFC West is going to beat up on each other. Do you have anything like that, a quarterback that you think isn't going to perform as well, maybe Jalen Hurts in Philly, or is there a quarterback that could step in and you think a team will 
exceed the expectations that the odds makers have given? Well, a quarterback that I'm not sure will perform as well, unfortunately, is Mac Jones. I don't know. I, I don't know if mm. Mac Jones is going to play up to the hype and the the hopefulness we had even a couple weeks ago for him because all the reports I see coming out of Patriots practices besides the brawls that are happening and the fake quote from Mac Jones where uh, he apparently went up to somebody else, I forget who, and said, like, you know, grab these, you know, whatever. And I, that was a fake quote, but that was like, okay, Mac Jones, but it was fake. So if he does more like that, yeah, you live up to the expectations. But from what we have seen, I am wor- I'm a little slightly worried about the Patriots this season. And you come into camp and he came into camp with a new body, a new physique, his diet is different, all this stuff. And then it's not, he's not living up to the expectations and and what he was hyped up to be um, in practice. And there was one day where uh, his girlfriend, Sophie was there. Great follow on Instagram, by the way, Sophie Scott. And she was at practice. And and one of the reporters said that Sophie is the only thing Mac Jones had to smile about today. It was not a good day for Mac Jones on the field. So he is doing his part off the field by, he goes up to every child who is at Patriots training camp who has a poster. It's my birthday. It's this or that. I love Mac Jones. And he goes up and there's a nice little video of him speaking with the child. So he's, he's fulfill, He's doing that great stuff off the field, but on the field, I am worried about Mac Jones and I am, I, I'm concerned. I don't still am not settled on a win total for the Patriots because I need to see a little bit more from Mac Jones before I bet on that. So I, I mm. worry a bit about Mac Jones. Okay. I think that's totally fair. I mean, I think the last game they played, either Patricia called the plays or yeah, Judge called the plays. That, Belichick continues to be kind of back and forth confusing with that. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. On that. I'm actually going to stick in the division. Yeah. I'm going to stick in that division, Lucy. Um, I saw an interview this week. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, who, you know, if you watch the 49ers play, he was kind of one of their instrumental uh, offensive geniuses with Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what to make of that situation. I know Tua is a big question mark for a lot of people. Some aren't even on on Tua. I'm going to go in. I, I liked what I heard from McDaniels in that interview. He seems to be pretty raw, pretty authentic. Uh, knows he's going to take his lumps as a first-year coach. But I like the way the offense is set up with the playmakers they have. I'm actually going to take the over on the Dolphins win total. And I think if there's going to be a second team in that division, I think the Bills are easily going to win that division. But the Jets now with no Zach Wilson, you're going Joe Flacco. I'm not trusting that. And look, we'll talk about it by the end of the year. Belichick can make me look like an idiot. It wouldn't be the first time, so I'm okay with it. I kind of like the Dolphins as the second team in the AFC East. I, I, I don't know if two will put up like mind-blowing numbers, but I think the offense is going to be really run to a point where they're not going to ask Tua to do too much it's going to be real like yak. And Mike McDaniel referenced this because he says they did that with San Francisco. I think you're going to see that with Waddle, with Hill. It's going to be yards after catch are going to be key for them. Um, So I'm kind of in on the Dolphins. I I don't know why, but I think the Dolphins are going to make a playoff jump this year. Uh, Their odds to win the Super Bowl, I wouldn't go that far. Even AFC Championship game, no. But I like Mike McDaniel, and I think he's going to bring a good offense. And he's got good weapons. So I kind of like the Miami Dolphins – to maybe get second in that division and get one of those three wild card spots. Yeah, and with Tua, could there be an element of now that the story with the Dolphins and Brady has come out, it could have been Brady as quarterback Tua being like I'm the guy now. I'm I am, you know, I can play like I mean not like Tom Brady, but he he know now is like I am the guy. I can carry this team and take them 
to win the division even. So there could yep. be an element of that too. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I want to get to some Major League Baseball, get your thoughts on a few things right now. Is uh, it's Look, it's dog days of summer here, August 21st. Ugh. We're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. I know your team over there on the East Coast feels like they're being eliminated. They're currently losing right now to the Baltimore yep. Orioles. Um, yep. Zach's Mets, your Mets too, even though you got a – you just added a banner there. It's uh, you know you keep going back and forth here. I don't know what to make of this, but you're claiming the. I don't either the because it's confusing. I'm trying to claim something. <laughs> I am trying to claim a winning team because I am frazzled, Sprig. I am frazzled. I know because the, the know. Red Sox are. I mean, they're done. They're done. The season's over. But then they start. They win a game, and you think, okay, maybe they're alive. Maybe they're back. Maybe maybe the Red Sox can can take it to the feds here to the to the end zone but they're not going to like, that's just not it, the denial has begun where you're, you're like in, in denial a little bit as they start winning, like, Oh, they're, they're only losing by a run, which seems like 10 runs and not they're losing games 15 to 10. They're scoring 10 runs and they can't win a game. So it is confusing. And that's why I look to the Mets and the excitement of the Mets, as I have been saying every week, but then there's part of me that's like, no, back on the Red Sox because uh, they uh, they're winning again, but they're not really winning. They're not, you look at their odds. I, I did my jaw dropped when I saw their World Series odds, like seventy to one, even maybe more than that. It's like it's seventy thousand or something like that. It's it is unbelievable what their odds are. No, it's like twenty thousand to win the World Series, seventy thousand to win the division, I believe, plus seventy thousand. Oh. Yeah, it is it yeah, jaw that, dropping. That no, look at those odds. It's no. that is longer than the Orioles at the beginning of the season, and I laughed. Sprague, at the beginning of the season, when the Red Sox were right above, not right above, but on the list of odds for the AL East, above the Orioles, and I thought, that's crazy. They should be more toward the top, maybe in second. And now I see why. The Orioles are going to finish the season with a better record than the Red Sox, which I didn't think would happen, but now I'm convinced that will happen by a long shot. Well, you guys are five and a half out now. The top two wildcard teams. Well, you actually got a three-way tie here. It's Tampa, Toronto, Seattle. Seattle right now, I just saw a score from them. I think Seattle's losing. And I know Toronto lost to the Yankees earlier. Uh, they're tied for second in the, in the AL East to the Yankees, who are a little bit of a slump themselves. I'll say this. Um, you kind of remind me of a kid. I've seen one of these kids before at a park. They're all by themselves. And they're on the seesaw. And they go down with the seesaw. And then they get off, they go to the other side, and then they go back up with the seesaw, and they go to the other side. You're playing seesaw by yourself right now, and it's a little weird. I'm oh, yeah. seeing a Mets banner in the background. You're playing the Red Sox. Maybe they come back, have a little life to them. It's a little odd. I got to admit to you, but I admire that you're still willing to do it. I, I admire yeah. the courage to say, I love the Mets, and I'm still hoping that the Red Sox can pull their heads out of their you-know-what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thinking is you can have an AL team and an NL team. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend, the Mets and the Yankees also enemies. So I think it's fair to have, right. That, that does. Yes. So I, yes. yes and I think that I, you, you can have the, the, yeah, the, what is the math term for that? The subject what is the, the pro transitive property? That's what it is. The mm. transitive property would state that I can also be a Mets fan, not in 1986, and I don't think these two teams are going to meet in the World Series this season. So I think it's okay. Yeah. The Mets are very good, and the Red Sox are very bad. 
So I think as if you're supposed to have fun rooting for a baseball team, and if you're going to have fun doing it, you can you can have the best of both worlds where you seep into the suffering of the Red Sox and you can fly high with the, the talent of the Mets. I'll just say this as we wrap up. I love the Blue Jays, plus 1,300 right now. I know they lost today to the Yankees, but they're playing good baseball, and they got a powerful lineup. I like the Toronto Blue Jays, plus 1,300. That is going to do it for us. Go bet the Lions to win the Super Bowl, evidently, yep. and yep. root for two teams in baseball. That's basically our show. <laughs> Lucy Burge on Twitter, at Lucille Burge on Instagram as well. I'm at Brandon Sprague. We'll talk to you guys next week. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Aaron Hawksworth here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Joes and me on BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern. The BetQL Network.